You are listening to the B2B Marketing Mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell. We want to help demystify marketing to reduce risk, drive more and better opportunities and grow your business. Are you ready to master marketing? Hey, let's get into the marketing mindset right out of the gate here. I'm Pete Monfrey. This is my co-host, Bill Lowell, the undisputed king of marketing research. Undisputed. No one disputes that. Good. They, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. That's right. Just show them what for. Uh, you exactly know, today right. we're talking about measuring the impact of your marketing, right? Measurement, attribution, whatever you want to call it. We'll be defining some of these terms. Uh, specifically, how to connect specific tactics with specific outcomes, or even if that's possible, and how difficult it can be to get it right. And I think a lot of companies get this wrong, so I thought it would be a really good topic. And so, you know, uh, it's kind of a nuanced topic. So as usual, you're going to find a lot more information on b2bmarketingmindset.com. And just so you know, every week we're live on LinkedIn. We're going to trying to help you make better marketing decisions and grow your business. And uh, I always look forward to this every week. Um, but like I said, it's kind of nuanced. This is not a simple topic. Um, and so, you know, we've even been struggling with it, you know, this morning. How are we going to communicate some of these ideas? Um, and so... Uh, Oh, you know, hey, I missed it. I got to change the slide. There's the uh, there's the URL if you want to check it out. Um, I have to like chew gum, talk, click things all at the same time. It's good. So you're multitasking kind of. Yeah, that, that I'm you? not even chewing gum. So what's the excuse? This is your this is your ongoing training program. Is that what that is? <laughs> it is ongoing. Exactly. I'm just I'm no, just I... training on everybody's time. That's it. Um, yeah, but let me set the stage a little bit. Let's see if let's see if I can. Uh, so back in 2016, Facebook kind of came under fire for admitting that it it discovered a bunch of errors. Audiences. So one thing is they they overstated how long users watch videos, like up to 80 percent. They really uh, uh, overestimated organic reach. I don't remember the, the the percentage, but it kind of started a conversation about the flaws in how we measure marketing. And advertising, and I don't think it's really gotten much better since. I mean, that's 2016, um, and so uh, I wanted to cover kind of some of the high points here. Um, and I and I thought we would start with the customer journey, like you know, the buyer's journey or the customer's journey. It really, in my opinion, should be called the prospect's journey, right? Because they're yeah. not a customer yet, are they? Um, but you know, what does that mean? And, and by the way, next Friday, October 27th, we're going to go really deep on this topic, the post-COVID buyer's journey. We have a panel coming up with great panelists, and you can sign mm -hmm. up. We'll put a link down in the comments. But how? what's your definition of the buyer's journey? I'll, I'll, you share yours. I'll, you show me yours, and I'll show you mine. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, you know, in my... And this is interesting because I think uh, this is a really important thing and you can measure some of that buyer's journey. So I think it's every every touch point along the way, you talked about prospect, but I think it's every touch point along the way in order to become a customer or a client, depending on, and so that could start with somebody calling you. It could start with somebody checking out your website. It could be watching this podcast. It could be a whole number of things, but then, you know, along that journey, when do they get to the point of getting a quote or a, a proposal or whatever? Do you follow up with them? I mean, I think all of that is important, including, in, in my opinion, which is a big one and that not many people pay attention to, is 
do your employees do a good job of helping with that journey because they can they can make or break that journey too. So in my opinion, it's all those steps, all those touch points along the way that really makes a difference. So I guess, you know, it does kind of cross over into customer because a lot of companies will have, they want to have repeat business or they yeah. want renewals or whatever. So it is this, it's the, it's the kind of the life cycle of the customer, but it's also, it has to do with the touch points. So I define it kind yeah. of like, how they kind of bounce around different mediums as they go through awareness, engagement, evaluation, conversion, renewal, right. you know, all the different ways they might hear about your company. And because there's no, like, there's no single buyer's journey, right? Uh, and and no, this no. is where I think one, one place that companies go wrong is they try to define one buyer's journey or a handful. But if you have a yeah. hundred different buyers, they might have a hundred different journeys, right? So uh, the example that I, I can think of is, you know, they might discover your offering by basically searching on Google, and then they might go to your website. They might sign up to download a paper. Now that's probably going to get counted as a lead, even though I, in my opinion, it's not really much of a lead. It is a lead, but it's a low intent lead. But it doesn't mean that you're not, you haven't gotten to the objective yet. And then let's say they start receiving email communications and they largely kind of ignore them. And then they see a paid ad and they finally buy, convert, make an inquiry, whatever it is that you're counting. Right. Um, that's what the buyer's journey looks like. And so it's super chaotic. You know, I think you can, you can predict it at a macro level, but not on a micro level. And I think, I think a lot of, the marketing industry is trying to predict behavior on a micro level. And I think that's one place where I think you go wrong. And we'll talk more about why, you know, more specifically, but I think, I think we have the same definition here. Yeah. And, and but a little, I mean, and I really like your idea from the big picture standpoint, because I have mapped a lot of customer journeys with my clients and and we don't do it just to map it that i think is kind of a silly ex, you know experiment just like you said because the journeys are so different for a lot of different people but you can find some commonalities and then what i like to do when i find those commonalities is what which ones really have more emphasis or trigger points than others and i think that can give you some really valuable insight but but like you said there could be a hundred different touch points parts of that journey for hundred different customer. It's like, it's almost uh, exponentially crazy. You know? Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't mean you shouldn't pay attention to it or something, but you need to understand that there is no one buyer's journey. So I think the other term that I want to define, um, I'm always big on defining terms because these terms get misused so often. So what do we and I learn something it? every day when you're defining these. This is good. Uh, oh, this is all brand new to me, so it's wonderful. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad somebody's yeah. learning something. So, thank um, you. I even learned some stuff uh, from myself. Uh, so <laughs> Beautiful. My, I'll start with my definition. So attribution is sort of how we, we attribute or measure the performance of any given marketing or advertising tactic in terms of what works and what doesn't work. So this is where you... You have, you attribute, you know, hey, all of our leads come from email marketing, right? right. Or most of our leads come from LinkedIn ads or 20% of our leads come from, you know, you name it. I mean, so this is how you assign yeah. what works, what doesn't work, right? Yeah. Is that kind of? 
Mind the yeah, I think so too. And remember, even in the in the olden days, remember we used to like give the receptionist like a little keypad to say, okay, keep track of like if somebody calls in, ask them. That's right. How did you hear of us? Or you know, so I mean, so that was that was something too. So you're right. You know, in the uh, in the current day, we still do that. And we'll talk about a little bit about this is there are a lot of things that you can't measure. Everybody thinks that marketing right. is all in the digital realm. It's digital marketing. Yeah. There's no other kind of marketing. Digital. That's Silly. it. Digital Silly. marketing, Silly. marketing, digital, Silly. same thing. Um, yeah. No. Uh, and so that should be part of your attribution uh, strategy is that very simple human thing that somebody's right. asking that question and and writing that down. Also, by the way, you know, there's there's some platforms out there that you can they they assign CallRail is one of them, uh, and not affiliated with them. So, but if we if they'd like us to be affiliated, give me a call. But uh, CallRail basically spins numbers on the fly, and so you might embed a phone number that's a unique number in your LinkedIn ads, mm-hmm. and yes. that gets tied into Google, and you can measure those phone calls. But not everybody's going to come in that way. So you still have right. to ask, right? That is if you yeah. want to be somewhat accurate. So that's what attribution is. So let's talk about what I think is the big problem. And that's what companies generally do is, is what I would call last, or not just me, but the industry calls last link attribution. Okay, so mm-hmm. in our previous example, so this... This prospect is like bouncing off all of our different communications, and then finally they decide to take action. Well, we tend to, you know, not not we, because my firm doesn't do it this way, but most of our clients do this, where they, they only count the last link, like the last click. Um, I've heard this called last click attribution too, but, um, and so in other words, they'd be like, man, email doesn't work, Yeah. right? When in reality, let me give you an example of this. Yeah. So we had a company call us up a couple of weeks ago and they had responded to a series of emails that we put out. Interestingly, they didn't respond until the third email in the series. So if I was going to do last click attribution, I would have said, first of all, I would have assigned everything to the email campaign. So this right. podcast, uh, our social media work, uh, our publicity, all of that would just be like, I'd be like, eh, none of this stuff works. Let's just ax it, right? It's just email. And by the way, it was the third one. So what's in that email that, you know? And exactly. so, and the funny thing was the email wasn't really about something they were looking for. They just thought it was so good that they wanted to talk to us and they had something else in mind. So that was even threw us off a little bit more. But when I asked them about this, they said, oh, well, we've all we've heard of you we've you know we watch the 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 podcast you know we see your social postings and 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 one of the guys said you know i'm not even sure it just seems like i've 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 been hearing about you and and hearing from you for the longest time and i don't even remember how right so how do you count that what what part of that if i was looking at it like most clients look at it yeah really i wouldn't be doing nothing but sending emails when in reality a whole range of communications shaped their perception right. until they finally were able to act. You know, this goes back to some things that that we do and that you do, and I think the whole industry does. And that is, you know, the integrated marketing communication is just so so key. It's like 
there are so many things that have to work in concert in order to make you effective. So just, just like you said, so it's not that last click. It's, you know, what else have you done over the time to, to make yourself, you know, to get yourself exposure, to get people interested, to get a, a word of mouth buzzing. I mean, so, so you're absolutely right. And sort of pick one little thing I think is, is a huge mistake. So I think, I think you have to back up like we just talked about. I think you have to look at the big picture and I think we'll talk about a measurement for the big picture, but I think it's almost like somebody that's doing their investments. You know, it's like, I think it's a matter of, and this is going to sound pretty elementary, but like, are you making money or not? So, I mean, I guess right. the biggest thing is, are you getting sales? Are you getting revenue or not? And if you're not, well, then, then you can still take a look. Is something working or not? Or is it just, is something going to turn around? But I think that's but, the big picture. Are we getting I, business? Yeah, but I, I see companies looking at all the way down to individual ads. We oh, spent yeah. $100 on this ad. Yeah. Did we get 200 back from that ad? And if yeah. we didn't, let's yeah. kill that. All right. That's yeah. a huge mistake. All right. This is when you know, I was talking about email earlier. One of the most common things I hear all the time is, hey, we tried email. It doesn't work for us. Yeah. So I ask a few more questions. Well, give me a sense of the size of your database. Oh, well, we sent this email to like 75 people and nobody responded, yeah. right? Okay, well, how many emails did you send? One. Hmm. And, and by the way, it was work for you. Oh, I thought it was going to be the third one too, or it was the second one and then we quit, you know? <laughs> it was a, yeah, you know, it, it's crazy. Um, it's like, no, the, the answer is you're not doing it right. Now, I think we might have a, a sync problem. I'm not sure. Do we have a sync problem with our voices getting synced? Uh-oh. You can't hear us because you got headphones on and there's a seven second delay. So we okay with the, oh, well, she'll let me know. Um, okay. You know, there's this thing that I discovered in doing my research today. So it's going to make me sound really smart, but I, I just really learned about it today. Uh, it's called the McNamara uh, fallacy. A little, bit. a little bit of sync problem. We'll just, we'll, we'll work with it for now. Um, if it gets bad, we'll just bail. Um, but, uh, so this, this guy, Robert McNamara, in the 60s was the Secretary of Defense. And so there's a social scientist named Daniel uh, Yanklovich. I think, I hope I'm saying that right. Oh, um, wow. There used to be a singer like that, Yanklovich, right? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Are you thinking of Weird yeah. Al? Yeah, yeah. Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, that's um, it. This is Yanklovich, which maybe oh, his cousin, uh -huh. I don't know. Sorry, sorry. Um, but he said this, the first step is to measure whatever can be easily measured. Okay, this is a fallacy. This is okay as far as it goes. The second step is to disregard that which can't be easily measured or given an arbitrary quantitative value. Yeah. This is artificial and misleading. The third step is to presume what can't be measured easily and really isn't important. This is blindness. And the fourth step is to say that what can't be easily measured really doesn't exist. This is suicide. Huh. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. And so... And this takes us back to something we've talked about before, which is, you know, are we measuring the things that are that matter or are we measuring the things that are easy to measure? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, back in the day, I mean, we've been in this business long enough that, you know, we were there at the very beginning of digital marketing. And so it was this marvelous thing that all of a sudden you could measure a bunch of stuff really cheaply and really easily. And so it happened to be those are the things that to this day we're still measuring. Things like clicks, things like page impressions, right? 
a lot of them are vanity metrics that don't really matter. Exactly. And I think you said it best. What what matters is, are you making money? Are you growing or not? And right. then it, it, we're not saying that that measuring doesn't matter, but it there's got to be a hierarchy, right? Um, then through careful testing and research, you can start to refine, but there's just no absolutes in this game, right? I mean, I remember, you know, I think in my early days when clients started asking, and it wasn't, they weren't asking us for return on investment, they were asking ad agencies, PR firms, and the like, and they wanted us to help figure out a way to measure. So, I mean, but remember, because it almost started with, trust me, we're doing, you know, you got to trust me, we're doing a good job too. Okay, now all of a sudden they put in some measures, and now I think it's getting a little bit more sophisticated, but you're right, it's still, I still think you need to tweak it, and not everything works for everybody, but I go back to our conversation in our podcast, and I hope people will go back and visit this sometime on B2B uh, marketing. Um, remember when we talked about budgeting? You know, it's, it's the same kind of where we talked about, like, how are people figuring out their budget? Oh, we just use what we used last year or, or whatever. But we talked about maybe you need some key performance indicators. What are some of the objectives and are we hitting some of those objectives? That was one technique. But a lot of other people will go back and try to figure out, you know, how much is this going to cost us? And then how many new customers are we going to get out of this? And I know you're going to talk about it's lifetime value of customers, to... too. So it is. It's it's. It's, it's really hard to be accurate. Now, so the thing that, that starts to come into play is the non-digital tactics, okay? Again, like I said, every, everything's, ah, oh, digital marketing, digital this, digital that. Look, yeah. there's a lot more to marketing than things that are digital. Digital is just a suite of tools. I, I often say that there's actually no such thing as digital marketing. There is marketing, and there are digital tools you use for marketing, okay? Right. but. Digital marketing, not a thing, okay? And not a lot of digital marketing agencies are going to be all pissed off at me. But, uh, hey, yeah. more power to you. Um, I bet I'm older than you, all right? Um, so these non-digital tactics, um, gosh, there's so many. Uh, you want me to give you help one? Help me think of some. Yeah, help me think all of right. some. All right. I'll give you one that we do for a lot of our clients. You run, you run a, a customer satisfaction survey or a brand survey every year and then you look at the results and you can kind of see changes in the marketplace and buying trends, et cetera. That is not digital. That's, you know, I mean, but it could be because be you, can, you can do it online, but you can still measure that. So I think that that's, right. that's something that's important, but there's some intangibles that we can talk about as well with that, you know? Well, press coverage, how do you measure yes. that? I mean, exactly. how do you know? I mean, if somebody says, hey man, I called you because I saw that article in the, in the Wall Street Journal. Right. Well, yeah. you know, but but that doesn't mean that could be the last click, right? Or the yeah. last yeah. link of that journey. Um, yeah. Organic social. Um, yeah. There's a whole bunch of things that are kind of hard to measure. Yeah. Customer and, engagement, and, you know, I mean, customer, customer loyalty. You know? Now, you can't, I want to be clear about this. You can measure all these things. The problem is it's expensive. Okay. Yes. And so yeah. the more things you measure, the more budget you need to have. And there is a point of diminished returns. Right. So you can spend an enormous amount of money and effort measuring every little thing and trying yeah. to be scientific. And and yeah. let, let me tell you, the tools, Google, hey, heads up, people, Google, not accurate. Yeah. LinkedIn tells me that like 3000 people a week search on Monfrey ACOT Marketing Communications, the name of our firm in 1992. OK, wow. I know we were very awesome, but I'm pretty sure we weren't that awesome. Right. 
That was a long time ago. So can you believe LinkedIn's numbers? No, all right? So research, part of the answer. The other thing is, when you're looking at all these numbers, what you should be looking at is the trend. What is the trend over time? Are your key performance indicators going in the right direction, right? Do you send an email out and it gets, our our email open rate is, it's around 65%, sometimes it's 68%. We do a thing where it's an A-B testing, constantly iterative testing. And so if for some reason that dove down to 30, that would be meaningful to us. We'd have to go back and say, what did we change, right? right. Now, interestingly, and this is why we're doing this panel, it's called the B, the post-COVID B2B buyer's journey. Us, like a lot of other people, we've seen very consistent numbers with our marketing. And then all of a sudden, after COVID, they the numbers start going down. But we haven't changed what we're doing. One of our numbers that have gone down, we went from about a 6% open rate to now at about a 4, 45 Right, still better than the average, but that's a big change. Um, yeah. And then we tried different things to see if it, you know, but but it stymied us a little bit. Yeah. And so, um, and that still isn't the last. We we don't really pay much attention to that, other than it just tells us a sense of what's happening. But across the board, companies are reporting that buyers are not behaving the way that they used to before COVID. So that's why we're having a panel on October 27th, 11 o'clock Central Time. It's a live panel. We've got some amazing guests, Tim Hayden from Brain Trust Partners. Uh, We've got David Smith, uh, who is a futurist and uh, amazing guy unto himself, Uh, Wayne Myers. And you know this about Wayne. So he's with uh, Gifram Extrusions, a plastics extrusion company. It doesn't sound very exciting, but Wayne is doing some really innovative things with how they're going to market. And so I can't really hear about that. Yeah, he's really sharp and he's done he's done innovative things for a long long time so and he's uh, a sales he's just kind of, and yeah. marketing guy so yes. same here and it's we're a rare breed um yeah. mike pernell yeah. right what hasn't mike done that's what that's I like what i'd like that's, that's what, what i'd like to, that's right. what i'd like to know the guy is just a great entrepreneur he's a huge philanthropist and an investor about the most yes I mean, oh. He, yeah. he needs to know where things are going. So he has yeah. a really interesting perspective. But I just wanted I to think throw the, that out there. Yeah, I think the people are going to really enjoy him too because he's so down to earth that uh, it's it's really interesting to have somebody that talented that's just so you know so humble. So it's kind of nice. What I like is I you guys share the same accent. That's what really I like about it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There'll be a link down in the comments. Um, yeah, it's... It, it, the, the video stream skipping a little bit. We're, we're just going to soldier on through. Um, and so hope you'll, you'll check that out. But things are changing. And, yeah. and you know, somehow we have to account for these things that can't be measured. If we're just going right. by the, the regular attribution model, well, nobody right. would be doing PR, right? Yeah. And, exactly. and agencies exactly. have tried to measure that by doing, you know, ad space equivalent and all these kind of, I think, specious ways. But that's just because clients are like, I I need to know what, you know, every dollar we spend, we need two dollars back. Right. And and right. nobody has the the courage to say, Hey man, it doesn't work that way. Right? Yeah. It's like saying, right. I don't like gravity. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned PR, but like it's it, it's very interesting because I had a friend that just had got a record number of impressions. And it's it is outstanding. I mean, I it's somebody would be jealous if they saw how many impressions he has, but you know, to your point, what is what is that doing for him for getting business? I'm not sure a lot, but 
it's like, it would still be like, what do you do with that? Okay. Maybe it goes into a sales kit. Maybe, maybe you're using it on your, on your news feed. I mean, what else could you do? It's so, I guess I subscribe to the point of the skipping stone theory, like everything you do should have multiple effects down the road. And so, you know, you, you might, just like you were saying, you might be looking at that last click attribution, but you didn't look at the previous two of something else that it really impacted sure. that could make a huge difference for you guys, you know? Well, we did a study once where, you know, somebody got a whole bunch of press uh, coverage and what we found out was they did get a lot more uh, incoming customers from that press coverage, but we yeah. also found out that they had those particular people had a massive cancellation rate. Oh, right? see, so yeah. it's yeah. just not as, as simple as you might think. Um, right. So we, we we are going to get into some some. So here's some things that that you can do to uh, get better at attribution. So step one: admit you have a problem. Right. I'm Pete Monfrey and I have an attribution problem. <laughs> there is a 12-step program for you on that, but there we're probably is. only going to go through two or three, huh? Yeah, well, we don't, we don't have time. Uh, but uh, again, you can go to b2bmarketingmindset.com. We're going to have a whole bunch of information posted up there. We try to do it the same day. Sometimes it's the next day, uh, but um, there's always more information there. Um, but yeah, you know, admit you have a problem. Don't... Uh, you know, if you're starting, if, if you found yourself thinking in the way that we've been talking, um, it's time to reevaluate. All right. And, you know, we're always happy to help with that. So it doesn't matter if you hire us or not. We want you to get it right. So um, admit you have a problem. Number two, measure aggregate response. OK, it doesn't mean don't measure individual tactics. Right. Yeah. But it prioritizes the aggregate response. Uh, you can measure quality of leads, for example, and then your close rate would be a really important KPI, right? And marketing yeah. doesn't really have a lot of control over your close rate, by the way, yeah. right? And so I that's like actually, the attribution, a, you know, yeah. are we, is, are our sales growing or not? Yeah. You know, we're doing this combination of things and we're growing. Well, let's keep doing those things and refining them and still measuring but let's not freak out over it, right? And let's do it according to what our budget can manage and stay focused on the prize. But do you have another one there? Because I didn't know, I don't want to interrupt you. No, I, any more you know, thoughts on aggregate? Let's response? give, okay, let's be practical here for just a second because you might have some directors of marketing or sales or whatever, and they've got a president or they've got a high level executive that's telling them, you've got to show us your ROI. So how does somebody convince them that, you know what, there are so many elements. I mean, so is it just that one measurement, you know, sales are growing or sales are not, or is there something else to do? Cause there's always going to be some of those executives are going to say, you need to show us that you're getting well, a much better return on this. I wish I had a good answer for that. I just talked to a friend of mine who's in the, the fractional CFO business. So how do you deal with the financial guys? that want to know, you know, how do you demonstrate return on investment to them? And I said, look, here's the honest truth. We're a marketing firm. We don't close deals. If you want to turn the control of your company over to us, then we'll definitely be able to show you some ROI. We will be able to show you, in fact, we guarantee that you're going to see significant improvement in there, in, in your KPIs that we agree upon, um, yeah. you know, or we're going to work for free for you until you do. But 
it only goes so far. All right. We're not a sales organization. Now we do, we do help companies with their sales uh, programs and, and processes, but at the end of the day, that's the client's responsibility. Now, if you're inside a company, um, I don't know if I have a good answer for that. I think you just have to, I think it's an ongoing, I think you do the best you can, but at yeah. some point you have to have a frank discussion with that president and either that person's going to be reasonable or they're not going to be reasonable. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you need to decide if that's the right organization for you. But I think too many marketers just, they start to obfuscate instead of standing up and saying, Hey, sir, it yeah. doesn't work that way. And I would even say, Why'd you hire me? Yeah. Why are you paying me 250 grand a year if you're not going to listen to me? Because I was just yeah. curious. What am I doing here? Take that to the bank. <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> you know, I mean, either we're growing or That's we're not. That's a good. One. We just put we just put hundreds of marketers out in outplacement right now, though. Out, <laughs> so, out uh, on the street with you guys. We, li uh, we listened to you and bye bye. They said bye bye. You know. And that's fine. Uh, you know, I think. Well, it's just it, it. I think the other part of that is it sounds like a lot of excuses to some people, yeah. and it's not. Yeah. You, it's marketing is is the most complex operational aspect of the company. Okay, it's not like finance where we've got a balance sheet, we've got a P and L, uh, and we can look at these numbers. It's black and white. It's not operations where we can measure input output. We buy a machine. We know when the break even point is because it produces X number of widgets an hour, and we sell right. and blah blah blah. It's much, much more complicated, and it's only getting more complicated. I always advocate for, hey, guess what? It doesn't need to be complicated. Let's look at the stuff that matters. And as far as, you know, we're external, you know, we do a lot of audits, by the way. So people yeah. are looking at their marketing program and they don't know what in the hell is going on. They're not sure what's working, what's not. We have ways to find out, and we're going to look at your sales process and how you sell also. Okay, so we're going to troubleshoot. We have found operational issues that don't even come under marketing. And so it could be anything that's impacting your performance, but marketing is the convenient scapegoat. Um, and so, you know, I just think people need to listen. They need to do their homework. And if you just do some simple Google searching, you'll find out that there are big problems with attribution and the way that some leaders uh, see it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so um, maybe a good topic for another program. Um, yeah, actually, that would be an interesting one. How do we work with top management or other? It could even be with client groups to, you know, to convince. Them I just get fired work. a lot. That's my method. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, if you're not going to listen to me, I'll fire myself. But, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't want to waste my time with people that don't listen. It is, it is complicated, but there are ways. But you said something earlier because, like, we do a lot of things to help our clients measure, and I'll give you one example. So, like, we'll if a client wants to do an ad whether it's TV or radio, or they have some kind of, we can test that with some focus groups and see, you know, how successful and which ones resonate more, which messages are better. But you said something I think earlier in this podcast that I think makes so much more sense. And that is how, how deep do you want to dig and how much expense do you want to really go through on some of that stuff? If you're just looking for justification for, yeah. you know, the, the marketing budget that, that that's, you know, maybe so, that budget could be used somewhere else uh that is that we know is going to be effective instead of like explaining justifying you know right. coercing you know and and honestly as a firm maybe it's my advanced age uh i don't do it i don't tolerate yeah. it uh look we're gonna either we're gonna deliver to the objective or we're not 
And you, you'll if we are delivering to the objective, you're going to know it. It's not going to yeah. be uh, uh, vague. Um, but yeah, I think it's a huge problem, and I wish I had an easy answer for that. Uh, last thing before we go to final thoughts here, uh, go deep with customer understanding. Okay, I mean, this is really your area, man. It's like, can you can you understand your customers too much? Yeah, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I want to give you one example, too, because you talked about, you know, like tracking customers. We have one client that we just finished a, a study for, and we track them year after year after year. And in past, the 20 to 30-year-olds for this uh, organization of who they tried to target only wanted, you know, either text messaging, email, or some other kind of like digital platform, like you were saying. Guess what? In the in the last results, 20 to 30-year-olds said they want to be talking to somebody on the phone now, and it has to be a live person. That wow. blew us all away, the client and myself, because I'm like, how, how could that change? But you talk about the buyer's journey changing since COVID, it's like... That was one just scary. Some but if you weren't measuring, you you weren't going to get it. You know, are those 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 are considered millennials? I think, um, and yeah. millennials are changing the game. We're going to talk about that on the panel, and you know, it's kind of interesting. That goes against a lot of the research that that we're looking at, and so you've got some interesting uh, counter research, and so maybe things are swinging back. I don't know, but certainly the biggest. Uh, you know, the biggest change is that they don't want interaction with your company, with your salespeople, these kinds of things. So generational changes too. Like I know my son yeah. who's 23 hates talking on the phone, hates it. Um, and so, but you know, he likes texting. Um, and so, but sometimes a phone call just works better. So, Hey, let's, uh, yeah. let's hit the final thoughts uh, and uh, stay tuned for some final thoughts. Final thoughts. A fun little animation, and uh, well, that was fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that. I like that. Final thoughts. So, what are your final thoughts on this topic, man? You know, I I think you mentioned it before, but that is, it's really much more complex than people give it credit for. You know, they think it's going to be a simple thing, and um, you know, maybe it is as easy as let's just look at are we increasing our revenues, or are we growing, or not? And so you kind of look at it in the big picture. I think. In my opinion, I think you have to look at it in, in the big picture just because there will be some tactics that will work and some that won't. But when you look at the big picture and you called it before, you know, the KPIs, what you guys agree to, I think that that's probably one of the best measurements. So. Yeah, and I think sales and marketing and management all have to agree on the same KPIs. That yeah, might take yes. quite a process. And my other thought yeah. is in, somebody who's actually a, a marketing expert is going to be able to see what's working and not working, okay? Yeah. But yeah. some of it might be intuitive. It might be hard to yeah. prove, or you might not want to pay the amount of money it's going to take to prove it, okay? Right. Um, so sometimes you have to go off the expertise. But if if marketing is not one of your core capabilities as a company, sometimes it makes sense to bring in someone, even temporarily, who is, and they can look yeah. at everything that you're doing. And we, and like I said, we do a lot of these. Um, and we figure out what's working, what's not, and more importantly, how to improve, like what can be improved. Right. And the truth is we find a ton of waste. We find six figures of waste. I mean, you know, 10 times our fee we find in waste, okay? And that is, I would say, 100% of the time. And hmm. so um, that's my thought on it. I mean, I think, I think that you measure what you can 
afford to measure, you measure what makes sense, you agree on the, what's being measured, but you're always, at the end of the day, you're making decisions based on the aggregate performance of sales and marketing. Yeah. Because again, marketing can do a bag up job, but if you can't sell your way out of a wet paper bag. Or yeah, or if the salespeople aren't versa. following up, if they're not following up on the leads that you provide to them, I mean. Or, you know, it's always the same dynamic too. The salespeople are like, uh, marketing, these leads suck. And the marketing people are like, you guys can't sell, okay? Yeah. Never true. Everybody's wrong. Sorry, I hate to say it. I mean, it's not like I know it all, but, you know, I do this all the time. Uh, and we're always, you know, in fact, our process starts with salespeople, actually, because we think they're the closest to the customer and they're going to be able to give us really good intelligence. And then we talk to marketing people, then we talk to the executive team, then we bring everybody together. And, and you know, that's we start to get real understanding. So it's a big, big topic and we've really just scratched the surface. So um, I know we've got a bunch of uh good information. And we're going to put that up on b2bmarketingmindset.com. And if you've made it this far, give yourself a hand. Thank you. You've made it. You've gotten through the gauntlet. And exactly. you saw the technical difficulties screen today, which good on you. Um, and so uh, we hope you'll join us every week on LinkedIn. We hope you'll subscribe. You can subscribe everywhere fine podcasts are consumed. And the links are down in the comments. So let's say you like Spotify. I'm not going to judge you for that. Good for you. The most subscribers we have, iTunes. iTunes killing it. All right. Um, but you subscribe. Oh, are you doing measurement? Like, were you were you doing measurement? We if do you look measure at it. it. Oh, yes. Okay. That one's easy to measure, actually. Uh, iHeartRadio. You can, uh, I think, Pandora. Um, some of them. Amazon. Every, Amazon never, Prime. Yeah, Amazon are we, Prime. Are we too. on Amazon? I think so. I think so. We are on Amazon. Yeah, see, I don't even know. It's spread so far, I just don't even know anymore. I have people that do know, and that's what counts. Um, and so anyways, good to see you, man. Thank you. Yep, you, you as well. And let's make sure everybody signs up for the, uh, the panel discussion next week. It's going to be powerful. You know, I think, I think I'm just, I'm really looking forward to that. We are going to do the podcast again Thursday, and maybe we can yep. set up for the, for the Friday event. And we hope you'll go and register it's going to be a Zoom online conference, and uh, we'll see you there. Until next great. Thursday, over and out. You've been listening to the B2B Marketing Mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell. Add to the conversation by commenting, sharing, and liking. And don't forget to subscribe and check out the links in the comments. Learn more at b2bmarketingmindset.com.